Uh, you ain't seen me in my pink pants yet. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. All right, <laughs> let, let, let's get back into it, man. Let's get back into it. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, so um, you had to have that heart-to-heart conversation with mom. <laughs> yes, sir. And um, what was what was her reaction to it? Um, so she, um, it, it starts off with kind of wrong. I guess uh, almost a denial on her part mm-hmm. because she just you know she'll claim she hasn't do, done those things and then and, and, I, and I say this starts out because it, this has repeated itself over the years like kind of when mm-hmm. I when I confront her with what's happening or why what are the results of her behavior she says she hasn't done that or she doesn't mean to do that which I think is true and I think she actually feels that way and then she tries to pick out things that you know she she'll bring up scenarios i guess where she felt like i've made her or her or my wife or my children have made her feel unwelcome the blind and she'll pull, yeah she'll pull out some benign thing like when we went to breakfast back in 2012 you know you wouldn't let me buy you know an extra dessert and how was that supposed to make me feel wow and, okay you know and i'm, and I'm like First of all, I have no idea what you're talking about, but wow, did you do you hear yourself? You're bringing up an incident nine years ago. And no, she doesn't hear herself. No, she doesn't. No, no, she doesn't hear herself. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I can't, you know, and again, I, I didn't, I'm saying this to you guys. I didn't say it to her. It was like, as you, you see it and experience it and you get your own maturity, it's like, I can't, I, I confronting her in certain ways is only going to make her retreat into it it's just like she she has to go through her own process what I my responsibility is to not give her any excuse to delay her own process exactly exactly I said you know I could hit back and tell her she's being ridiculous but all that would do is make me feel better you know to kind of give her a little body blow there and and get a good jab in but you know it's unproductive ultimately so you got to suppress the desire to do stuff like that. Sure. But I I came to this place in 2016 and 17 time frame. And I will say, I will introduce it by saying, uh, hello, my name is Gene. I struggle with food, forgiveness, isolation, lust, and anger. Mm. I went to a spiritual recovery program called Celebrate Recovery. Um, very, very similar to what happens in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, where basically you sit down and you take account for where you are in life, how you got there. You know, you do something they call an inventory, where you write down all the stuff, all the significant events in your life. You write down the things that you've done to people and who you need to make amends with, and you do so. And you really sit down in a group with another group of guys. And you confront why you are where you are and what's getting in the way of your relationship with God. Mm. And those are the things that came out of mind where I had, you know, an unhealthy attachment to food because, I, you know, I use food as um, how people use drugs and alcohol to mask their pain. I use cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers and cake. That was my girl. That was food. Sure. Forgiveness. I'm never forgiving anybody. You know, I'm not. I can't forgive you because that lets you get away with something that you don't. You know, that you shouldn't be getting away with. Sure. Isolation. 
I, I'm, I'm staying to myself because I don't want anybody to hurt me. I'm building up walls around myself and nobody's getting me walls. Not my mother, not my wife, not my children, not God. Lust. Well, when you're by yourself and you're in pain and you got food and food didn't get there, you turn those dirty little corners on the internet to, to, to ease your pain. Yeah. And anger. How could you not be angry? After you never met your father, you've been rejected all your life. You got nothing but negative messages. You don't know your place in life because we're talking about fathers and mentors. Men have a definite place in guiding and shaping a man, not only a man's direction, but his sense of self-worth and purpose. And if that's gone, you feel you walk around feeling lost. You feel like you don't know where you belong. Who you belong to, or how to find you are you are you are you are a traveler without a tribe, and that makes you mad. I'm doing everything I can. I'm going to school. I'm working. I got one woman. I ain't got no babies around the place. I don't have a criminal record. I ain't a drug addict, and I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing around here. I'm ready, you know. And people are steady bothering me, and the the kind of results of my my. My unresolved trauma that I'm, I'm, I'm spitting on people is coming back to me in consequences, and I don't like that. So I'm ready to hurt somebody. You know, I came to Christ because a brother betrayed me in such a way that I was ready to kill him. Wow. And I don't, I don't say that like as a, as a figure of speech. I was going to literally kill somebody at 21 years of age. Wow. And I said, the only place I could go was church. I went to somebody. I went to somebody that knew was a pastor, and I said, "I don't know what's going on with me, but I know I don't want to do. I want to do this, but I don't want to do this." And he gave me, you know, he told me the gospel, and he baptized me, and it set, you know, it didn't set everything right, but at least prevented me from killing somebody. Yeah, it started but the process. I'm, but I'm holding that anger and that rage inside. It's just building up. The same thing that made me push my mother across the room. I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff that's not healthy for me, but I have no outlet for it, no healthy outlet. I'm eating, so I'm gaining weight. I was up to 400, close to 440 pounds at one point in my life. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm isolated. I don't have, to this day, I don't have a whole lot of close friends. I have some, but you know, I'll let people only get so close before backing off, and it's something I still struggle with. But wow. I went to my 20 year high school reunion and no one really knew this, but I sat around and I cried because these people were talking about all these great times from high school and up until now, and I wasn't a part of it. I knew them, they welcomed me with open arms, I had a great time, but I was not a part of any of that because I was isolating myself. Sure. So it, it's, it's just, it's like you see, it's just, all of this, and you, you, you know, I say I understand how people turn to addictive behaviors, or even they have thoughts of killing themselves. I've thought of killing myself from time to time. It's just like you don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, I got to. Uh, I found a program that allowed me to confront head on what was more importantly a group of men. And we we started, where did we start off? We started off with 21 men in my group. I think we ended up with 13 or 14, but it was nine months. Nine months of meeting every week, holding each other accountable, talking about this stuff, finding a sponsor to meet one-on-one with, 
process of this stuff. But nine months with a group of men I had never met before would change my life. Now, is this that uh, Celebrate Recovery you're talking about? Yes, sir. Okay. So that was the nine months. Okay, great. Now, was it that was the time or you just stopped after nine months? No, that was it. That, the, the program lasts nine months. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Continue, the, please. The, the, yeah, the specific part of the program lasts nine months. And then afterwards, you can continue to come to meetings and share your stories and kind of help other people through the process as well. But that, that was a turning point for me. And, um, and then it just, from then it's just, you know, it, it was almost like starting over. So I'm roughly 30, 37 at the time, 36, 37. Yeah, I think I was 37 at the time, and I'm starting over. So I'm I'm starting over, and I'm trying to to to, to live life to its fullest. And I got all this junk in the way. So I'm, I'm talking to you guys, and it's saying, you know, there are some definite great victories and the things that I've discussed with you. But I am I am still, you know, hundreds of steps behind where a healthy human being. Uh, emotionally healthy human being should be at the age of 41, which is okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. a part of your journey. It's the okay. Only, yeah, the important thing is that, you know, I understand and I can be moving towards something better. And that's the biggest, the biggest struggle is understanding that you're not okay so that you can figure out what you need to do to be okay. Ooh, that's deep, so, yes. Mm-hmm. So, it, for, so, you know, anybody listening to this, you know, it, it's never too late. And it's not, there's no, no competition. Like what, what I discovered, you know, hopefully I, I tell you this so that you can discover it at 20 instead of 36, like I did, or 37. You know, if you can get it at 20, then you got much more time to, to not have things to undo. Right. Because I have to address the, 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 the shortcomings in my, my, my role as a, as a husband. My shortcomings as a role as a father. My shortcomings in my role as a son. Because although my mother was doing all of that, I still felt in my responsibility to to set an acceptable and healthy boundary, which would also push my mother to grow probably quicker than what she did. So, but you're not responsible for her growth. I'm not. I'm not. But I. But I'm. But the side of it I'm responsible for is setting a healthy boundary. And boundaries are for us, but they also help other people as well. Oh, that's good. Yes. Like, like for example, my daughter. I had to set a boundary with her because what she she got very very comfortable with. Um, what would she do? She she would like to get into my electronics and like change my uh, uh, like my profile pictures on websites. Sure. You know, uh-huh. Do some funny things. And it's a benign thing, but to be honest with you, it bothers me. Oh, she's a hacker. I, <laughs> Sounds and, like and, a hacker. But I said, instead of me being angry or punishing her, I just say, hey, it's, it's, it's a boundary I have a right to. You don't have a right to just do whatever you want to something that belongs to me. Yes. So right. I just said, she, you know, I understand you don't mean anything by it, but I would prefer you not to do that. And, you know, and I just told her, if you continue to do it, I just can't let you have that free and open access that you have right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, not, you know, it's not, you know, and I had to reassure her. I said, I'm not mad at you or you didn't do anything wrong. You just, I'm just telling you, it's something that you're doing. I'd like you to change. And after that, you know, we're fine. We move on. And it helped her understand that she doesn't 
you know, just because she wants to do something and because it's not necessarily a bad thing, it doesn't mean she has a right to do it either. Correct, correct. So it's just, it's, you know, when you when you set these boundaries and you kind of just understand all they are are just guidelines about protecting your mental and emotional and even physical sometimes well-being. And they don't damage or disadvantage anybody else because everybody's free to live a life the way they want to. But you can you can control how people affect how you live your life. So true. So true. And when and, and, and it just it just it's a it's a small thing at first, but then it, it opens up a world of possibilities. And I tell you, it's exciting to be honest because it takes away the need to have that anger and that resentment, the stuff that you that you struggle with that you don't you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And set a boundary. Yeah, okay. This person, this person is gonna take like somebody cursing you out all the time. We tell them stop cursing me out, and they keep doing it. Well, you can punch them in the face. Yeah. Then there's consequences with that, or you know what you can do? Walk away. Exactly. Hey, my mother used to get on the phone, and I said, "I'm gonna no, You can't talk to me that way anymore." You know, she's my mom. And, oh, this, this, that, 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 that. Just press the end button. There you go. There you go. And you move on. And she called back. So why did you hang up on me? Because I asked you not to do that. If you do that, I will hang up on you. And I'm your mother. I said, yes, you are. And me hanging up the phone doesn't change the fact of that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> right. This is, you're still my mother. You just won't be able to talk to me when you want to. There and you go. Continue that behavior. These are the consequences of it. And if you want it to be different, I'm not saying you can't ever talk to me on the phone. You just can't talk to me that way. Mm, so I'm helping a lot it, of people, man. Yeah, it's and it, it's like it, it's they're so a lot of the times they're so simple. I think I shared with you earlier this week, Travis, when we were talking, how I had gotten just up to my wits end with my mother and I just broke down crying in front of church. Yes, yes, yes. I was, I just, I, I mean, I'm standing out in front of my church and I'm, you know, they call it ugly crying where your face is, you know, your face tall, you got smart. I am sobbing. I'm not just, you know, doing a man cry where you, you know, breathing heavy and a tear rolled down right, your cheek. Right. My face is soaking wet. My, my shirt is wet. I'm smiling because I, I am just at my wit's end. And the pastor came up to me, he prayed with me, he gave me a hug, and he said, son, I'm going to leave you with this. It takes two people to argue. You, you cannot argue, so you can't argue, a person cannot argue by themselves. So if you feel like someone, you don't want to argue with someone, don't argue. And I'm going to leave you with that. And he walked away. I cried for about 10 more minutes. Went home, my mother started arguing. I didn't say, you know, I would walk away when I could. If I couldn't, I just didn't say anything. Yes, yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. And, and you were, and, and it was like amazing to me how you disarm an angry person by just not feeding into their anger or Correct. their rage, their frustration. Correct. Yes. Silence yes. does much more than, than re escalate the situation. Absolutely. Or you being responsive physically. Yeah, yeah. And especially for somebody like a parent or a child or somebody yes. that you're trying to respect to because you're already at a disadvantage because you don't want to curse, you don't want to yell, you don't want to get physical, you don't want to lose your temper. Yeah, no disrespect, just, right, yeah. You just hush. Mm-hmm. 
I tell you, that step alone stopped my mother arguing with me in about two months. Mm. For and I'm, I'm what I'm at, at this point. I'm probably 22, maybe 23 at this point. I've been trying to I've been trying to do this, you know, as long as I can remember. So let's just say, let's just call it 10 years. From the time I'm 12 years old to the time I'm 22, I've been trying to get my mother to stop arguing and fussing with me. And I'm pleading with her, I'm begging her, I'm being respect, I'm doing whatever she wants to do, and it still wouldn't stop. Yeah, you're, you're being ignored. That's what that's called. And what you talk about and what you did is very necessary for anyone to do I, I call it um, that method of as you said I either walked away or I decided not to respond the same way one way I call that method is simply I say to myself okay I get it now not talking about the other person but I get it that you're not understanding me in the language that I'm trying to speak to you so I'm going to have to say it a different way and as you said that could be walking away, um, saying, hey, you're not going to talk to me this way, and the phone will go dead because, again, you're protecting your mental health, and that, that's that's your responsibility, not God's. Absolutely. And I tell people this here. This is something I tell them, and we're going to wrap this up. It's important, and I say this to you also, Jane. It's important to be yourself because everyone else is already taken. <laughs> There'll be there there won't be another gene. There won't be another me. The world couldn't stand it, and God didn't make a mistake. And also, this is something one of my mentors told me that stuck with me this week. I don't care how the journey that you've taken can be different than the journey I've taken in life. That does not mean that. If your story or my story is more dramatic than yours, that God made a mistake or that things have been wasted. What you have to realize is, number one, humanity, mankind, I'm talking about everyone on the planet, has been infected with a disease called sin. So what we're experiencing in this life, we're just seeing the different degrees of sin. What do I mean by that? Well, you could have someone who's very successful and rich, but they struggle with depression. And someone may say, how in the world are you depressed when you have all of this money? You have someone, and they show it all the time um, on certain shows, where they've had a successful life, or they didn't, but they're a hoarder. You can't believe they live a certain way. As we've been talking about um, crisis, you know, you don't know, I don't know how a broken relationship impacted your mom for someone that she never heard back from when she said, hey, I'm pregnant with your baby. That's, uh, that's rejection. Um, and with rejection, and all of this is biblical too, um, I'm not going to go deep into it, but all with rejection comes anger. Um, this person shouldn't have never done that. It comes accusation. Um, accusing, well, maybe I was stupid and I'm never going to let anyone do this to me again. And if that is not dealt with, see, here's one of the things I believe wholeheartedly. And I know in Jesus Christ, you are not left defenseless because if you really believe that God sent his son to this earth to redeem mankind back to himself, 
We're talking about the creator. If you believe God is the creator, God knows what it takes to fix us from the sin that has plagued us. And when I say us, I'm talking not only humanity, but I'm also talking about in your particular ancestral line. There could be, let's say, a pattern of fatherlessness. There could be a pattern of um, something you mentioned, and I've seen this before, where the women hate men. Now, they need the man because they can't have a child without him. But other than that, they hate the men. They complain about the men. The best thing he can do for them is give them his sperm. And he can throw in his money, too, if, if you know they want that. Now, when I say sperm, because there's a verse in Isaiah in the Bible that says this here. Let me just explain that a little deeper. It says, in that day... Seven women will take hold of a man and say, give us your name. Now, what, what, let me tell you what that translation is modern day is basically saying the day will come when a woman will say to a man, give me your sperm because I can't have a child by myself and I'll have a little bit of your money also. Now, In the King James, when it says, give me your name, another translation or meaning of that word name is your sperm, your inheritance, your descendants. So whenever a man fathers, whenever a male fathers a child and walks away, as I said earlier, and I talked about seeds, you are planting a seed in a woman, you fertilize the egg, but there's other it's not just the one child. You have a generation that's coming after you. And unless that individual learns, as you have been talking about, who I am um, and how to deal with certain things and even their freedom in Jesus Christ, because you talked about the Celebrate Recovery Program, how it was so beneficial to you, they will struggle with... Um, things in their past or from the ancestors and you know the sad part about it is a lot of times our struggles are things that not only we had nothing to do with but it's also stuff that people never talk about in the family oh yes sir so when and i've learned this here when things are not even spoken of you can have challenges in you but if you really want to know, this is, I'm not even going to call this a secret. This is a biblical fact. If you really want to know what you need to guard against, not only for yourself, for your children, for your grandchildren, those you may not see, you have to pray. And let me say, not only pray, you have to learn how to pray. Some people say, I prayed and I didn't hear anything. Maybe you're not praying according to the Bible. You're praying the way you heard grandma prayed or somebody holding a mic in the church and they really weren't praying. They were just screaming the same word over and over. But you need to learn how to pray and ask God, okay, God, what is it in my ancestral line that is not like you? And when he tells you to deal with certain things in your life, go after it wholeheartedly and obey him. 
You have to do that. He may tell you, for example, I want you to start spending more time with your son or with your daughter. I want you to encourage them. I want you to practice right now at this stage in your life. This child may be ungrateful. They're carrying anger. So instead of you bowing down to try to please them, to comfort them, you need to do tough love right now. And God will give you a plan on how to do that. Now, it's up to us to do it because he's not going to do it for us. He gave us the responsibility of raising our children. So when I have that connection with him as my heavenly father, he will give me direction for every area of my life. And he only does that with our permission. He doesn't force us into doing it. Um, Gene, two other things um, I'm going to ask and then we're going to get out of here. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask you to do is pray for those who are listening, uh, just as it's laid on your heart. Um, I'm not going to ask you to pray for anything specific, but, um, I want you to do that. And the other thing I would like for you to do, cause I found this to be important. It's important to me what I'm about to ask you, uh, what words of affirmation would you just like to publicly give to uh, me, because I want to hear from you right now, man. You, you've you been f- phenomenal. So what words of affirmation? Go ahead. So for, for, for you specific? Yes. Wow. Just before I do that, can I, can I ask you a question? Did you, did, you, did you plan to ask that all along, or was this something that, that was just put on your heart? That was uh, put on my heart um, as we've been talking, and so I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget as you were speaking. No, because I was actually, this is actually what I was thinking. I, I was hoping I would get an opportunity to do that. I was just thinking that, and then you said that it's like kind of Well, that's wild. confirmation, brother. <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> so <laughs> wow so yeah so so with that man i i, I just want to say you know as, as we you know we, we've been talking a lot about my relationship with my mother and everything and i think we were you know also in the context of of, of, of fatherlessness and lack of male mentors we didn't really go on it goes along with the subject but we didn't really touch on it explicitly mm-hmm. but what came out of all of that was somebody, you know, myself with, with, I just had such a difficult time relating, having a relationship with men. Yes, I understand. Um, it, 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 it is, it has been, and it continues to be a struggle with me. And, um, I just have a hard time trusting men, you know, um, and, Sometimes I even feel out of place in the presence of men. Sure. So with that, when guys, when a man comes along and does, and let's just call it what it is, what men are supposed to do, Mm. when you're supposed to be looking at, looking for opportunities to connect with guy or just be, just show you know, brotherly love towards another man, especially from an older man to a younger man. Wow. Uh huh. It, it, it's it's a, it's it's almost it seems like a, a benign thing, mm-hmm. but it's it's so impactful.
respectful. And I so now I, I, I preface what I'm going to say with that because you know say we met each other in the gym. Yes. Met each other in the gym, just whatever, and you started talking to me first. And I went, and I'll be honest with you, I ain't want to be bothered with you. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and again, as the roots of it is, I'm looking at men skeptically. Right. And it, I'm looking at men skeptically, and it's just like my initial response is to retreat from me. And if anybody knows you, you can't run from you at all. You mess with me for a good two weeks before you before you got you broke through. I just said good morning. That's all I kept saying, man. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, it, it's when I when I when I allow things to just take their natural course. You know, I found a treasure. And, and I say a treasure because, you know, what I've got, and I don't know, it's, it's been, it's probably been several years now that I think about it, if we, if we add the corona time into oh, it, yeah. you know, it's been a couple of years since we, you know, since we've had our first interaction. That's true, that's true. And, but it's, I mean, talking to you, because you have, you, you, you have a very easygoing spirit, and you have a gift of encouragement, and it's it's just it's it's sunshine on my heart. I mean, it's it's the best way I can put it. And it's 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 because again, you are you are taking what I feel is kind of God's intention for us men to be in relationship and fellowship and connection with each other. And even by the simple, you know. If you if you're somewhere, especially in, in the, the the halls where we walk, where there's not that many black men, mm. and just that mm. nod of how you doing, brother, yes. while you're walking in the hallway, Talk about it. Yeah. It, it makes you stand taller. You show, you know, you 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 know, you, your chest comes out a little bit more. It gives you a little bit of energy. Oh yeah. So a lot of us we reject that. We run away from that, and it, it kind of and you don't. You take you take that role on, on wholeheartedly, and just um, you have continually and consistently affirmed my value as a human being. And I know that doesn't I, it's probably of no specific intention of your own. Mm. It's just you you being who God has created you to be, who God has created us all to be. Yes, but that that is. You're walking in the truth of what God has intended for you, and that has meant the world to me. Like I'm, I told you, when you asked me to do this, I'm on. I'm on. We, we do. My wife and I do these things for each other because we're we're out here with no family. Right. Right. So yeah. We got we got two kids, and we and we get on each other's nerves all the time. Yeah. So time to time, we say to each other, you know what? Go on, get your hotel room. And just do you for a couple of days. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's healthy. That's so, not a bad thing. That's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I take some days off of work. Might go do what you got to do. You ain't got to cook. You ain't got to clean. Do whatever you want to do for a couple of days at your hotel room and just relax. Go wake up when you want to. Yes. Go to sleep when you want to. Yeah. Don't even call us. So I'm on one of those breaks right now. I'm okay. on my little break. I'm at a hotel in the in, in the Virginia area. I'm on a couple of miles away from home, but I'm just not dealing with home life exactly. for a couple of days. Right. Right. Okay. You know, I'm dealing with anything. But when you said this, you know, I was just like. You know, for for you, brother, I don't know exactly what it is you want me to do, but I'm willing to be there for it because I, I have that. that not only respect but admiration for the man that you are. 
So I'm just, I, I won't, you know, your, your, your questionable fashion sense aside. Okay. I will. <laughs> it's called old I school, am, man. Okay. Not new school. Okay. I, am, I, I, I stand amazed at the man that you are. And I thank you for being willing to share who you are with me on a continuing basis. And I just, I, I, I am so, like I said, I am, I, I am looking at what you're doing because again, this is a struggle for me. Not only with being, not only with being not as trusting of men, but also not as sure of myself. Mm, yeah. Just being myself with another young man, you know, because I'm getting to the age where, you know, people are starting to call me unk now. And yeah, I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> I understand. But I, you got the green hair popping up everywhere. And I'm like, uh-huh. Man, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but um, I, I, I look to what you do because a lot of the time we, we look at it as it's just this overwhelming responsibility where you got to carve out 20 hours a week mm-hmm. to do this and be this for the rest of the world, and you don't. Yes. Just yes. be just be uh, be the loving model of manhood that God has designed you to be, and it will it, it the reach of that will be exponential. Wow. So that I just say to you, thank you so much for being who you are because it, it has meant the world to me over the past couple of years. Ma'am, you're welcome. Uh, this is this is what we're supposed to do with one another. There's over 121 another's in the Bible, number one, who um, that speak to us as believers. And I, I tell you, I had, you know, other men, they're, they're gone now from this life, who mentored me, who encouraged me, who challenged me. Um, and, all, and also women too. I'm not leaving out the women. And I had no idea if you would have asked me then, because I remember when I came to the Virginia area in my early twenties and, you know, let's say I could talk to someone like you or another brother. And it it shocked me because I thought everyone had that relationship, at least with another man where you we could talk openly other than talking about politics women and sports and sex but you know i found out that that was not the case and truth be told i mean it took a while it took years for me just to comprehend that no that's not the case and even the thing of running into some guys you know just being who I am, my personality, I had one brother tell me, we're, we're really good, we're good friends now, and he's healing also through some things um, in life and the separation in the marriage, but he told me, he said, uh, man, when you first came up to me, <laughs> <laughs> and I made a statement to him, um, I said, well, if you need someone to talk to, you know, I said, you know, here's my number or whatever, and he said, man, I thought you were gay. <laughs> and he said, man, he said, I thought, you know, I, I thought I would have to tell you, no, I ain't like that. But you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to tell you, the reason why I say that is it takes boldness 
And you'll find this even with your own children. It takes boldness to step out um, in situations to talk to people, even when people reject you. And I'm not saying, you know, be a doormat. I'm saying you have to understand, look, you will be rejected in this life. That's, that shouldn't come as a shock, okay? Because people are hurt. They're flawed. Some people need to receive the grace of God. And look, if God can't even get his light to shine to people through you, he's in trouble. Because all we all he has is us in this earth realm. In the Bible, he's not sending angels to come give mankind the plan of salvation. He's not doing that. He he's given that to men. And his hands are tied. Not that he doesn't have the ability or he can't make anyone, but he doesn't work that way. He wants us to do it because, see, what, what I do and what you just described, I may not realize it all the time, but I'm just demonstrating the gospel. I didn't come to you with a bunch of Bible verses and beating you over the head with my Bible. I'm demonstrating it. And sometimes that can be demonstrated just by me taking you to lunch and just letting you talk the pain that's in your heart that you can't share with anybody else where you cry in the dark and where sometimes I've done it myself where we walk away from situations that may happen to us. I personally call it a drive-by, and that's a that's a term, you know, where you're just minding your own business and you can get hit with a bullet. You heard the noise, but you don't know where the bullet came from. But I believe, and I call it this way, God does drive-bys on us sometimes when I'm just sitting there in the room, spending quiet time, and I'm just minding my business. And the drive-by, it may be just to let us know, yeah, I still love you after all the pain. Like you told Peter, you know, you walked away from me. You denied me. I told you you would act like you didn't know me. And then when I'm up here getting on trial and they get ready to hang me on this cross, you ran away. You cussed the girl out, said, no, I have nothing to do with him. And then you went back to what you were doing when I found you. You went back to your fishing business. But God sent a messenger to Peter to say, Jesus wants you to meet him in that place he told you that he would meet you guys at after he rose from the dead, after he was resurrected. And one thing which is so powerful about that verse, when you read it, at first it doesn't make sense because it says this here, and you can Google this, it says, go tell the disciples and Peter. And when I first read that and I studied that, I was saying to myself, well, that doesn't make sense because why would you have to say, go tell the disciples and Peter? Because Peter was already one of the disciples. So you're really kind of, what, what are you trying to say? And one thing I believe is this here. There are times when no one knows it but us, but we're not, we're, not, we're not really making it with the emotional pain we're going through. And God has a way of sending a message to us that lets us know, I still love you. 
I still care after all of the mess ups. No, you're not crazy. I'm not only have healed you in some places, but I'm the God. I'm that one you put your life and your trust in. And you know what? I'm going to keep healing you because I'm not finished with you. And as long as you stick with me, this is what this journey is going to be like. I believe that's the way he speaks to us sometimes. And that's what he was saying to Peter at that time. Are you still with me, brother? Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm, I'm muted, so I didn't uh, step over your words. Sure, sorry, sure. That, that's that's fine. That's fine. Hey, uh, pray for us, and we're going to get out of here, man. Please pray for us. All people. right. Ah, Father God, um, just continue to be amazed at what you put before us, um, not only in the way of opportunities, but experiences, Father. Um, you, you show yourself to be of supreme knowledge and supreme understanding that um, the things that, that happen to us, the things that we go through, the things that we experience, we may not understand the purpose for them, but you make it clear later on in life. And Father, um, being trusters of your divine will, we understand that sometimes the things that you do for us, they're not meant just for us to learn from, but for others. So Father, I just pray that as you continue to to heal us and, 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 and fix us, that you also just grant us courage so that whatever happens with us, we, we go out and we tell others about how through you we have been healed. So I just pray that you continue to keep us all safe and continue to, 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 to mold our minds and our spirits to be conforming to your will. And Father, just end this with a time of thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being the loving and gracious Father that you have been to us and will continue to be. In Christ Jesus' name, we do pray these things. Amen. I agree. I agree. All right, Mr. Dixon, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, 